Hey guys, welcome back to Poetically Bubbly. Welcome to my alter ego. Today we're on episode 15 and we'll be talking about sunrooms. Sunrooms. So here I'm using sunrooms or a sunroom as a metaphor for a place of hope, peace, love, joy, like all the things that we are constantly searching for, but unfortunately don't necessarily come very easy to us. And I will be reading a poem by someone else um, to give you a different perspective of their type of sunroom, especially at a time of a lot of um, depression, sorrow, and uh, suicide. And this poet talks about it in that light. So I'll be reading the poem and then hopefully it will touch something in you, the way it touched some part of me. And... Yeah, it will get you thinking a lot about, you know, manifesting the joy and all the things that you want to manifest for yourself in in your life. So yeah, let's get into it without further ado. So the poem is by Nat lip stud um, it's called in the sunroom suicide here are my truths here are my sums I sit in the sunroom I am shaded for the sun it is only newly risen low slung just above the horizon behind me over my shoulder early morning warm. Slivers of the sun rays yellow highlight the wild green lawn. Freshly nourished by torrential rains of the prior eve, the wind gusts a residual memoirs of the hurricane that came from a peripheral visit. Your unwanted cousin Earl, in town for the day. Too bad your schedule is fully booked, but he keeps raining on you. Staying on the phone for so long that the goodbye, go away, hung up relief is palpable. The oak trees are top heavy with leaves, frothy, frothy like a new cappuccino. The leaves resist the sun slivers. Guarding the grass from browning out by knocking the rookie rays to and fro. Just for now, just for a few minutes more. It is advantage trees, for they stand taller in the sky than the youthful teenage yellow ball. I sit in the sunroom, buffered from nature's battles external, by white lace curtains, which are the hallmark of all that is fine in western civilization and my thoughts drift to suicide 
I have sat in the sunroom of my mind unprotected, with front row seats, first hand witness to a battle unceasing, such that my investigations, my travails along the boundary line between internal madness and infernal relief from mental pain so crippling is such sorry so crippling is such that you recall begging for cancer or AIDS such that my investigations, my travails along the sanity boundary are substantive, modestly put, not, consider, not inconsiderable. Point your finger at me, demanding like every needy neurotic mordain, reassurance total, proof negative in this instance of relevant expertise. Tell us, you bona fides. What is your knowing in these matters? Show us the wrist scars, evidential proof to us your hands-on experiential. True, true, I am without demonstrable proofs of the first hand. My resume is absent of razors and pills, poisons and daredevil spills, guns, knives, utensils purposed for taking lives. Here are my truths, here are my sums. If the numerator is the minutes spent resisting the promised relief of the East River currents from the crashing loneliness that consumed my every waking second of every night of my years of despair, divided by a denominator that is my unitary, solitary name, then my fraction, my remainder, is greater than one. The one step away from supposed salvation. Yet here I am, sitting in the sunroom, buffered from nature's battles by white lace curtains, which are the hallmark of all that is fine in Western civilization. I am a survivor of mine own World War III, carnaged battlefields, where white lace curtains were not buffers but dividers, twin missing Variegated veins of coloured nightmares, reenactments of death heroics worthy of Shakespeare. Did I lack for courage? Was my fear-despair ratio insufficient? These are questions for which the answers matter only to me. Though the questions are fair ones, my unsolicited... They are not the ones for which I hear and write. For they no longer have relevance, meaning or validity for yours truly. I write poetry by command, by request, good or bad. This one is the bequest to myself and also a sidecar for an old friend who asked in passing to write what I know of suicide, unaware that the damage of hurricanes is not always visible to the naked heart. These hands that type these words are the resume of a life resumed. Lifelines remain, lifeline remains scarred, 
but after an intermission, after an interdiction, and an inter-reinvention in a play where I was an actor who could not speak but knew every line. I am now the approving audience too. But I speak now and I say this. There are natural toxins in us all. If you wish to understand the whys, the reasons of the nearness of taking, giving away what belongs to you, do your own sums, admit your own truths, query not the lives of others, approach the mirror. If you want to understand suicide, no need to phone a friend, ask the expert, ask yourself, parse the curtains of the sunroom and admit that you do understand, that you once swung one leg over the roof, gouged out the current's speed and direction, went deep sea fishing without rod or reel, and you recall it all too well, for you did the math, and here I am, though the tug never fully disappears, here I am, here I am writing to you as I sit in the sunroom. Wow, that was very heart-clenching, right? And I feel like there is still a resolve of hope in this person's writing. And in as much as they speak about suicide, I feel like they're talking about just their personal struggles that people rarely understand. People rarely give thought. Everyone is stuck in their own headspace and sometimes we forget to 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 acknowledge that someone else could be going through something and a lot of the times things that drive us to think about suicide or whatever it is that we are thinking about is the little things, things that people can barely understand. Sometimes someone will tell you, oh, you have talked to me. Yeah, I, I talk to you, but it's more about what you can't see. More that meets the mirth. It's more that meets the eye, you know. Things that you can barely see. But today... There's hope. There's little shards of hope in in everything. Everything that you're going through. If you're bankrupt or you're broke or you're on the verge of falling and you don't know how to catch yourself, there's hope. All you need to do is you need to let in the light. You need to glow up, you know. Understand that there's seasons to life and sometimes some seasons last longer than others and they are harsher than others. But your time to glow up is obviously going to come. Your time to rise again is going to come. Sometimes you may be sad and you don't understand why you're sad. But there's still hope. Happiness is just around the corner. 
you might find it sooner than you think or you might be searching for a while but they still hope the sunrooms are a representation of your musings you know the things that inspire you the daring to dream the daring to love the daring to find peace within oneself sunrooms are a representation of letting out the darkness and dwelling in the light finding peace in your sorrow and speaking love even when you're sad speaking love to yourself speaking love to others just being a source of encouragement to oneself or to someone else and in this sunrooms you're trying to bandage your scars you're letting in the light so that you can bandage your scars the scars that you got in the darkness you're trying to bandage them up because you're trying to heal and healing comes from within so you're trying to heal it's like you're encouraging your body to heal itself in the sunroom there's no cold there's only warmth you are warming yourself up for the blessings that you're about to receive you're warming yourself up for the good tidings you're warming yourself up for the good race that you're about to race the fight that you're about to fight with yourself to get to your victory or your glory and sunrooms are so powerful and in this moment of hope and peace and searching for love and a paradise of sorts you need to encourage yourself constantly you need to pick yourself up you might fall seven times but you need to wake up on the eighth time you need to speak love to yourself you need to encourage yourself you need to care for yourself enough to know that you're going to move forward rather than moving behind i don't know if you understand but you need to be your source of hope because other people can be your sources of hope but they can still always let you down so you need to be your own source of hope yeah <sighs> anyway so that's all i had for today and i hope that wherever you are there's a sense of hope and a sense of new beginnings and you're searching for your sunroom yeah so peace until next time